This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Our story this week picks up where we left off last week. Broadcasting from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area, it is our pleasure to welcome you to episode 723 of the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast. I'm your head number one, the internet's Joe Patrick. And I'm your head number two. My name is Matt Baum. In this very, very, very special Slack Issues post-Thanksgiving spectacular, it's the grand finale of the THN's Death and Return of Superman retrospective. And once more, we're joined by the Slack Issues super crew, Hugo Tverdick, Hugo's dad, John Tverdick, and Joe, Mr. Mick, Michalunas. After all that, Matt and I will set you up with our must-read picks for next week's comics, but for now, squeeze into your black onesies and slap on your rocket boots. It's time for Superman to finally return! Finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Finally return, finally. They Paying attention, you remember the rules, and once more, we are joined by the Slack Issue Super Crew, Hugo Tverdick, Hugo's dad, John Tverdick, and Joe, Mr. Mick, Michalunas. How is it going, gentlemen, and are you ready for adultery, for a nude Superman, for an almost nude Superman, for a Superman with a sunburn, and more importantly, the most evil robot Superman you've ever met in your life? I thought I was ready until I was reading it, and I was just like, oh, this is... Uh, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, I wasn't ready either. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely wasn't ready for Steel's armor to grow a second face. But we'll get into that. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings on that yeah. one. <laughs> Joe Patrick, please, you're our, I guess, the leader of this super crew. So why don't you bring us up to speed as to where we left and where we are going? Okay. When last we met, the Supermen were reigning. Four superheroes emerged from the chaos following Superman's death, the last son of Krypton, who looks and sounds like Superman, but with deadly energy powers and without Superman's regard for human life. The armored Steel, a.k.a. John Henry Irons, a former weapons designer seeking to atone for his past while protecting Metropolis' suicide slums. He's also the only one of the four that did not claim to be Superman, despite the ramblings of one insane psychic. The oh, young clone don't forget Super Lois Boy. thinking he was Superman for like 30 seconds. Well, too. I mean, the psychic was like, don't you get it? He's possessed by the spirit of Superman. And Lois is like, could it be? No, the answer is no. The young clone Superboy who claims to share Superman's DNA but lacks Clark Kent's moral upbringing. All we really know for sure at this point is that his powers are weird and he's a total pervert. And the cyborg who has enough evidence to prove that he's the real Superman to convince the American government and many of its citizens, despite his mangled appearance. Last episode, I said the thing that any adult reader of Superman already knows, that Cyborg Superman is obviously the villain of the piece. Uh, I neglected to consider that young Hugo would not have known that. Uh, So at this point, we don't know. The story has not yet revealed that, so... Although, 
There is funky stuff going on. You're starting to ask questions. Well, I mean, we're going to, that's going to become increasingly right. clear that yeah. things aren't right with him. At Cyborg Superman's Superman, plan, it's great. He's like, I'll just tell them what's going on and they'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, <great>. exactly. <laughs> the Superman made their presence known in the DC universe, participating in the Bloodlines crossover, teaming up with other superheroes uh -huh. and winning over the people of Metropolis. But in a misguided attempt to drum up publicity for Superboy, a mercenary hired by villainous CEO Morgan Edge goes rogue and destroys the Hobbs Neck Bridge, causing hundreds of casualties and endangering many more. If that weren't enough, an alien warship begins its final approach and Earth is in its sights. The creative teams for each of the series featured in this volume are the same as in our past installments. Uh, Roger Stern, Jackson Geis, and Denny Rodier on Action Comics. Louise Simonson, John Bogdanov, and Dennis Janke on Superman the Man of Steel. Carl Kessel, Tom Grummet, and Doug Hazelwood on Adventures of Superman, Dan Jurgens and Brett Breeding on Superman, all colored by the overworked Glenn Whitmore. Let's That's get into it. Uh, we are reading, uh, just for context, we are reading from the current edition of the Return of Superman trade paperback. It's kind of got black and red trade dress. It's got uh, Superman right front and center. And uh, the iconic black super suit. <laughs> uh, on the cover oh yeah he is in the black super suit yes. on the cover yeah yes. um, yep action comics number 689 is the first chapter of this installment Superboy and Supergirl do their best to save lives in the wake of the destruction of Hobsneck Bridge meanwhile in the Fortress of Solitude the regeneration matrix powering the last son of Krypton starts overloading and it hatches there's a dude in there Without DC even trying to keep things even a little bit mysterious, we learn that this finally is the real Superman back from the dead. They just say it. Well, and there's it, no like they're just like, by the way, this is Superman. They had to at this point, right? Because fans guess, were yeah. starting to like show up with pitchforks and stuff. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Supergirl shamelessly flirts with Superboy, who I remind you is physically and mentally a child. Yeah, but she's using him. Uh, well, yeah, she's trying to she's use him, totally so that him. makes it double gross. Yeah. And Lex Luthor learns that the kid double-crossed him and signed a business deal with sleazy business manager Rex Leach. The last son meets Steel for the first time, and the pair do not hit it off. A fight ensues after last son vaporizes a thug right in front of Steel, and they pummel each other until Lois Lane breaks up the fight. Eh, for a moment. As the battle continues... We see that the alien warship is drawing closer and closer, and we get a shadowy glimpse of its captain. That is the end of chapter one. Gentlemen, your thoughts. I was so excited to I completely forgot that Mongol was in this. And when I saw his, I was like, oh, that he is. He's who's he's in cahoots with. Uh yeah. They they I don't was, actually reveal that he's Mongol, but it's like there's no mistaking. It's Mongol. The, the, it's no, Mongol. Yeah, you can see the outline. He's not even. Well. He's not even completely covered in shadow. Like you can see his yellow uh, beetle brow. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, his, and his outline is blue. You're like that's Mongol. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. But just overall, the the art in this book was fantastic. It, it was, was good. Rock solid. The there's art a, is very solid. There's a panel where the eradicator makes a face and then on like one of Superman's video screens and then he makes the exact same face. A Superman and Eradicator. Oh, right? yes. Um, same face. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a visual cue that 
Eradicator essentially created a duplicate of Superman's body. Oh. It's not like it's oh shit. Sorry. Wait. Mad bomb. Remember at this point we have not learned that it's we the eradicator. No, that part. So that part. scratch okay. all this. All scratch right. all the eradicator stuff. Okay. So um so young Hugo just pointed out there's a scene where Superman is watching the video screens catching up on what happened, and they show last son aka Ray-Ban, or as I will call him mostly through this episode, Shades. Uh, they show his face, and then they cut to Superman's face, and they're identical, which is just a visual cl- cue that the last son is basically a genetic, is a duplicate. We're going to learn Superman. a lot more about that. Like, we will learn quick. more as we go. Yeah. So I didn't know, you guys brought up like Mongol, I, you forgot Mongols in this. I did not know Mongol was in this period. Mm-hmm. And without That's spoiling anything, like I know that there's a big event and I know who's guilty of it. And I know, but I didn't like when it happens shortly here, I was just like scratching my head. Like, have I been wrong about this for years? <laughs> it's wild. So like, we're Mongol, about to get there though. Uh, Mongol is not really like in these days, Mongol is a pretty well-known DC villain, right? He shows mm-hmm. all the time. He wasn't and, then. Yeah. This is a new and back. Back Character? in 1992, it's not that he was new. It's just that they didn't, like, he wasn't around constantly. Okay. All right. now, he's made some appearances. Um, he's the villain of the very famous. Um, well, let's let's uh, save Alan, Mongol talk Alan for when, story. We get, when we get full on yeah. Mongol. So. so, like, Mongol's been around, but he's not, like, the constant presence in the background of DC that he is today. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the I'm glad you pointed out, too, the Supergirl, Superboy getting chummy on the bridge stuff was so weird and just yucky the way yeah. he drew it it was so thirsty and just uh but she's got I mean, you know she's what great she's That's like bit. he's like i need i need superboy to do that she's like no problem watch this hey superboy <laughs> i'll give you yeah. a kiss have you noticed my demeanor has completely changed since the last time and he's like but what? we have been Boobs? commenting on on the way butch guys kind of sexualizes supergirl oh, throughout this entire process so like every time yeah. he draws her it's like very posed oh yeah Skirt uh, yeah. billowing, very leggy. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he leans this, right into it. This issue also suffered from just Roger Stern, just not, he, he needs an editor. Like, there's too many words, too many thought bubbles. There's too, too many much words for this whole damn thing. Oh, my God. They're, they're, every, they got a lot every, of information to convey, oh for sure. Lois's inner monologue is a novel in its own. Lois. Right. Yeah. I, we'll talk more about my feelings, how, how Lois is betrayed in a little bit here. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. To- even, even Lex, Lex though, uh, to the Supergirl point, like, eventually kind of has that, um, you know, almost seems like he's kind of creeped out by their relationship too. Like saying he's, he's no older than an infant at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, right. Cause like how old is he? Like literally how old is, didn't it? we decide like, he's 15 basically? Well, genetic, like genetically, physically, physically. physically yes. Physically. But like how, when was he grown? Right. He didn't actually age 15 years. They grew him in a tube. Right. Well, but I mean, so, like yeah. they programmed him with the mind of literally? a ninja turtle though. So, cause he came out like radical. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But like, is he what? How old is he? A month old? A year old? I, <laughs> you know, look, <laughs> right. know, it would have to be less than a month. There you go. Because he was created um, after Superman dies, and later they say something about it's been a month, and it's at the end of the book. But weren't the newsboys juicing him up with information and stuff? Right. Nice. He's less than a month before he before he escaped. The newsboys helped him out, and like mm-hmm. they helped him escape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 
Let's move on. Superman, the Man of Steel, number 24, is uh, chapter two of this battle. The fight between Steel and Ray-Bans carried them all the way to California. Uh, it's comic book science. They flew way up in the air, and they came down on a different trajectory. The Earth and moved. Yeah, California. the Earth moved. They yeah, came down. Right. You, know, <laughs> uh, you know, we're not all, none of us are aeronautic engineers, no. so don't ask us. Steel doesn't really stand a chance, but his tenacity shows Ray-Bans that maybe there's more to being Superman than just Power. Hearing a distress call over the radio, Shades heads to Coast City. Uh, not great. Don't maybe don't, but we'll get there. Uh, n- we're back to White Rabbit in the uh, Toastmasters now. Uh, and Lex <laughs> wants an audience with the gunner gunrunner. This is maybe like the thirstiest issue in the entire trade. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, he also <laughs> offers to let Steel hitch a ride home on one of his jets, planning an ambush to get Steel out of his way. Lois is having another vulnerable moment, which means it's time for everyone's favorite union buster, Jeb, to show up. Lex and White Rabbit try to out-seduce one another while wearing the most ridiculous Harlequin Harlequin romance outfits. She's going to try and kill Steel. Lex hopes they kill each other. Ambush at the airport as Rabbit's goons try and fail to kill Steel. Uh, If you want to get into what's going on with that... uh, Bouncing boy kind of dude, we can, but we don't have to talk about it. Man, and end up paying the ultimate price. The uh, the the foundry explodes. Most of them die. White Rabbit gets crushed, but Lex doesn't mind because now he has the secret of the Toastmaster's design and John Henry's secret identity. So John and Henry created the, the alien warship has finally arrived. So John Henry created these guns. He helped develop the guns with White Rabbit. Okay. And then she took them into the street. And Got it. And she's like, gotcha. yeah, she, she is unscrupulous and right. she wants to profit. And he is feeling very guilty, Tony Stark style, and wants to <laughs> eradicate them. So yeah. we have not established White Rabbit's race yet. And Bogdanov is not doing us any favors <laughs> trying to spell it out. I mean, not I don't that think it's important, it's really but relevant, it's but interesting. You got to say she's a wild looking woman. <laughs> you know? Now she's a wild looking woman. That's true. She shows up with this genetic monster kid out of he nowhere. Looks like a, he looks like a little kid, a pudgy little kid with glasses, but he's and giant. He turns into a gigantic raging blob monster now he has not been around this is not something i missed right i don't i've he's, never seen he's been that character in, before nor since yeah just just in this series okay but yeah. like we, it was yeah. not established yeah. she had super people working for her when we previously met her yes or no well i don't think we saw him do his thing until just now yeah was he even yeah. in the books yeah. yes. in the, in okay. the, on the sidelines whenever there was like white rabbits having a meeting with their goons like okay we just didn't see him do this stuff Right. But, to right. but to Matt's point, all her combat has been like gun related. Yeah. They have not been super people. It's like, just been guys with shooting. They may have been in the background, but they haven't used powers up to, up to this point. And this dude Correct. drinks a bunch yeah. of toxic waste and gets really big. Like that's his power. And then he explodes. <laughs> presumably. <laughs> and then he pops. <laughs> Which is fine. This is a wild book. I don't this, want this, any more this of this. Wild moments. I've done- uh, he, never, he never appears again, so we don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm done with the White Rabbit. I'm done with the Toastmaster. At this point, I was just like, oh, no. I thought we finished this Are thing we, for like, Steel This issue is basically all about wrapping up that Toastmaster storyline as quickly as humanly yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. we're absolutely. done with Steel's side story, and we need to get and him back. And from here on out, story. it's all A plot all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so much so that like, I was surprised that the issue started right where the, where the previous action comics ended, like the continuity. They don't always do that across. Yeah, no. From this one, yeah. from one right to the other. And I was like, oh, wow. What also it, makes it, very it, little it, sense if we're going with the rest, if we're trying to finish this Toastmaster story, because they're like, big fight. I'm going to punch the Eradicator's glasses off. And he's like, ah, oh, it's too bright in here. I got to leave. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, glad that's done. Now I'm going to go finish up my stupid side story that nobody cares about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, God, it's true. It happened so fast. <laughs> yeah. I think right. we read the first, uh, the first time we read this too during death, we, I think we are all like, oh, Jeb is weird and he never comes back. But now I oh no I forgot he, he, yeah he's here he is an almost Jeb's constant presence yeah. in this trade paperback oh yeah, yeah. Jeb's around like oh, this yeah. is Jeb Jeb's time to shine unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> all right Superman number eighty the cover reveals what we all knew from the start Cyborg Superman is a villain okay well most of us knew again apologies to Hugo. <laughs> Shades is still in Coast City helping clean up from an earlier emergency when the warship descends upon Earth. Those suckers at the White House call the cyborg to investigate the alien craft. Instead, he finally shows his true colors and attacks Shades as thousands of quote-unquote carnage globes rain down upon the city. In an instant, Coast City is obliterated and the last son of Krypton's corporeal form is more or less destroyed. The ship rains down a second volley of globes, which are seeds that begin to grow into a monstrous mechanical construct. Shades manages to escape in his energy form and makes it to the fortress. The cyborg takes advantage of the ash and debris lingering from the explosion to obscure his sinister construction. Satellites can't see past it because, you know, there was basically a nuclear explosion. As he lies to the White House about what transpired, the warship docks, revealing that its captain and the cyborg's henchman is none other than Mongol. We all knew that already. Meanwhile, at the Fortress of Solitude, someone or something has taken refuge inside an ancient Kryptonian battlesuit. The issue kind of makes it look like it's shades, but, you know, there was somebody else hanging out in the fortress at the time, so we don't know. Yeah. At this point, we don't know. The issue wanted it to be a mystery. I don't think it was a mystery at all. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like a lot of things, the issue wants certain things to happen, so it just has to happen. Like, when the White House is like, what's going on over there? And Cyborg Superman's like, oh, don't worry. It's the, that other one, the other Superman that looks more like a human being and we all thought was Superman. No, he's the bad guy. I'm taking care of it. Don't worry. There's so much smoke. You can't see anything that's happening. No, and no. Everybody like, thinks the cyborg is the real Superman. Thank you, cyborg he's Superman. he's got the DNA. No, that's what I'm saying. Well, okay, fair enough. He has the DNA. That's right. Forgot about that. So yeah. this was the thing I was talking about. The destruction of Coast City is, um, is amazing. Amazing. I love it. It's a really wonderful, it's a really great sequence. It's very like compelling and very exciting. Absolutely awesome. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I always thought Cyborg Superman was the guy that blew up, you know, Central City or Coast City? Central City. Coast City. Coast City. Coast City. I always thought it was Cyborg Superman and it turns out, no, it was Mongol all this time. And it was Cyborg Superman on Mongol's orders. It's it's Cyborg Superman's I had not picked up on that because I hadn't read it yet. Yeah. And in this issue, it's still not completely clear. Like we know Cyborg Eagle, Cyborg I mean, Superman. The, the issue ends with Mongol kneeling and kissing Cyborg Superman's Until hand. Until you so get I to that clear. page. And then I go, okay. So like it was pretty clever. 
actually, the no, way that yeah. they execute yeah. it. I, I think this mm-hmm. issue is fantastic. Uh, I thought it was great. It is a great issue. The art is killer. Uh, like, oh. Jurgens and Breeding are just oh, outstanding in this issue. The great. cover yeah. is awesome. The cover is fantastic. Um, All the sequences. The explosion with, with it coming out from the sky and coming down from so the forest. So cool. Yeah, it's that amazing. explosion is amazing. All the scenes of Ray-Ban Superman getting just rocked by Cyborg, it just yeah. gets yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, when the cannon's yeah. just right in his back. Yeah. Oh, and they've really established how badass like Henshaw is here. Yeah. He, he's mm-hmm. like far and away the baddest of the bad. And mm-hmm. he, he again, he was the only character I was really interested in last time. And now I think they figured it out and they went, okay, this is where the story is going to go because everybody likes Cyborg Superman and the rest of these guys are total losers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that we had to skip past the Bloodlines annual to get here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oof. Uh, uh, oof. The, uh, uh, but when he, uh, but you're, but Matt, like I, I had a kind of similar reaction just with like Mongol and the way it unfolded is like, I was like, man, I remember Mongol being bad, but not like, genocide of you know several million people at once bad like i was really like blown away that he was involved i just oh no he's definitely like that he's definitely like that now i mean he was in charge of war world so yeah he flew around yeah extinguishing populations right i mean he's essentially space hitler minus the racism right just just (laughs) he just wants the power he doesn't care about who you are i guess i more mean like uh i i'm more but taken aback that he was successful because so many times in well, like, sure, the story is like you know what i mean it just doesn't happen and i was like nope he like did it and it worked and it's pretty wild it's yeah wild i don't know enough about mongol and i'll have some questions later when we kind of see him getting kicked around a bit but that's we're not quite there yet so we'll wait for that oh uh i i tell you the panel that stuck with me most in this issue is um the close-up shot of cyborg superman's arm cannon blasting oh yeah ray bands point blank in the face and you mm-hmm. see the energy like spilling out the other side i'm like jesus that's yeah that is intense good. and i said so and it was only at this point that i finally understood what happened with this ray band superman in the beginning when the energy creature like was flying around and i was like who is that what is that <laughs> Like I didn't get it. And now I'm okay. Now I kind of understand. It still doesn't make a lot of sense because he's not a robot. He's more like, I don't know, an energy genie. I don't know what to call him. (laughs) I mean, he's, yeah, we'll get to that. We will learn, we will learn Ray-Ban's origin in due time. There less, I don't know if we learn it, but there is one. I'll say that. No, we learn it. (laughs) Like I read it and I felt like I didn't learn anything. (laughs) Well, well, I'll explain it to you in a way that you can understand because I know that you're slow on the uptake. All righty. Adventures of Superman 503. Uh, This one, again, another banger uh, art-wise. Grummet and Hazelwood. Holy smokes. Grummet's great here. Yeah. The cyborg surveys his handiwork while reporting back to the White House after slaughtering a handful of survivors. He manipulates the White House into sending Superboy to assist instead of the Justice League. Uh, we'll get back to the Justice League later. Oh, boy. Somehow, enough time has passed that there's already a video game about Superman's death. <laughs> like, w- <laughs> this is the qu- quickest game development of all time. <laughs> well, it seems like it's just Superman punching, you know, Doomsday. And it's like a Street Fighter like, 2 kind of. So, yeah. you know, it's just two characters they put in there. And there sure. you go. You want it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is unable to win. Yeah. <laughs> they they slap some some new art assets onto an existing game. After some shameless innuendo between Superboy and Roxy Leach, Ugh. the kid learns about Coast City and heads out to help. 
The Kryptonian battlesuit breaks free of the fortress and begins its long, shambling walk to Metropolis. While playing for the news media, the cyborg says something about Superboy that catches Lois's attention. He wishes that he had as much confidence in his abilities when he was Superboy's age. But as Lois and the readers know, Clark Kent didn't develop most of his abilities until he was older. Ooh. That, my friends, is a clue. Ooh. Well, I guess we already know it's Yeah, we already know. It's Come a clue on. for everybody else. During the flight to Ground Zero, the cyborg destroys a chopper full of reporters and ambushes Superboy, all while blaming poor Shades. Great explosion, during, by the way. Excellent explosion, yeah. Paige. Ooh. Uh, during the fight, we learn that Mongol isn't happy being under the cyborg's thumb. As Superboy sees the construct standing where Coast City used to be, the cyborg brings the fight to a brutal end. And it is a brutal end. Oh, yeah. That last shot. You're not going to live to see them. it smash. And then it's at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It, th- this this issue was fantastic. The cover is awesome. I remember yeah. buying the, the when it came out and just being like completely taken by the cover. Um, the only thing I hate about this issue, and it was on the last one too, is like, the things are booming in Coast City. Like, uh, yeah, the uh, a little, right. little like, hey, I know you're trying to like hype this up, but like, there's millions of people who got coasted, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe have a little bit more reference for that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, look, something really big and bad. A city was just erased, right? Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> just kind of like, hey, what happened? <laughs> you know, like, no one's <laughs> so freaking out. It's you even know, like, worse because uh, the issue where Coast City is destroyed, it says on the cover, things are booming in Coast City. Yeah, and on Adventures of Superman, uh, this one, it says things were booming, were booming. in Coast City. Yeah, <laughs> and it's were so is underlined. It's like okay, but like the media yeah. and everybody kind of deals with it like it was a really weird call in a very important football game. You know, or like we're still trying to figure <laughs> out what happened. <laughs> people people are at i that was that's probably my only real big beef with not just this issue but this run is how coast city like no one cares like it's not a big deal well some people do not at all i mean well how big of a deal as it should be it not until green shows up that the airport is closed yeah yeah that is nice that is but literally it's like not until green lantern shows up it's someone like what the hell everybody everybody else is just like oh man did you kill that uh the one wear the sunglasses yet cyborg he's like not yet don't come in (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on oh wait real quick one question one line i want to call out i I love when uh when he's uh superboy messes up cyborg superman's arm and he's like my arm How'd you? And the Superboy says, that's my secret. Then he thinks, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my good. question. What is he doing there? What is this power where he knocks? We'll find out. Power? Okay. We will find out. So we legit don't know yet. Nobody yeah. knows right now. Superboy doesn't know. Superboy okay. know all, all Superboy knows is that his powers are different than Superman's and he's got this weird ability that he can't control. Gotcha. And he doesn't know what he doesn't understand. It. And it'll come and play. We with will miss- learn what that is. It comes in and play with missiles later. <laughs> the epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. This one does have my favorite cyborg Superman moments, like of all when he finds those survivors and the guy's like, "Was it the Russians?" Oh man! That was and great. then he goes, "The Russians, no, yeah, the Russians finally yeah. push the bot, press the button." Yeah, and he's like, "No, he's uh, it's a rogue Superman. He's right behind you guys." They all turn around and he just 
blows him up. It's like, <laughs> it's cool. I told you. <laughs> I was right it's behind you. Either, like, <laughs> the skeletons, all the flesh just flies yeah, off man. them. Like, yeah. yeah. He's crazy, crazy very evil. Terminator 2-esque. Oh, yeah. 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 He's so evil. I love it. And it, literally, his plan is just like, everybody will believe me because like I can make convincing AI videos, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I mean, he's the only one on scene. Yeah. No one else can see in. I guess. And what he can can he can can he can create convincing fakes and the White House yeah, believes him to be real. And like the Central City blew up, and again the Justice League is just like man. It's Coast City. Coast City. Pardon me. The Coast C- City Central blew up. Central City is where the flash, the flash. That's right. Coast City blows up, and the Justice League is like, oh well, let's not go there yet. We don't want to get in <laughs> Cyborg Superman's way. You guys want to watch some more TV and wait for him to tell us what's happening? <laughs> well, um, Joe mentions T two, uh, and I there's, we we skip Bloodlines, but like there's a Terminator two Easter egg in it, like yeah uh, yeah he his reflection he, or is it i can't remember who's walking down the street and they look into like a uh a video store or whatever and there's like a t2 drawing in the store like in the glass yeah it's a it's a uh loose cannon and he's loose it's cannon. when he's like cannon. he doesn't have any clothes on yet and he looks and he sees that and then he comes out of this like store wearing a leather jacket and jeans right. yeah. yeah good lord give me your uh, clothes and your motorcycle <laughs> when he kills the people he says, I just killed some wounded animals and put them out of their misery. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. He's bad. Pretty vicious. He's bad Pretty news. Vicious, Love him. He's Matt, brutal. you said that you had something or no? Or no. did we cover it? No, we covered okay. it. All right. Action Comics 690. The cult that worships Superman has split between those that follow the cyborg and those that follow shades. Luckily, the special crimes unit is there to bust heads when the schism turns violent. We never see them again, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I totally buy that there like cults would pop up and stuff, but these cultists are idiots. Like, well, the super the, the Superman dumbest cult, <laughs> the Superman cult ha- already exists. It's been around since the eighties. Oh, but th- this was like, like imagine two Jesuses show up. Yeah, and one right. looks like half of a robot, and one wears sunglasses. Right. <laughs> so half of the congregation is like, don't follow the shade. Don't follow Ray-Bans. He's bad. And the other half is the opposite. And one of them paints their faces to look like the cyborg Superman. It's adorable. Oh, good mm-hmm. Lord. Superboy, uh, Superboy meets Mongol. And we learn that the villains are building a giant engine city. We're not sure why yet, but it can't be good. The cyborg is cocky as hell and cackles like a madman when Mongol tries to warn him about Earth's other heroes. Back at the fortress, Shades lives, sort of. His physical body is failing and his power source is gone, but we know now that his power source was the revived Superman, who is currently on the ocean floor riding the giant warsuit to Metropolis. <laughs> Lois tells Maggie Sawyer about the cyborg lying about his youth a couple of chapters ago, and we learn that the stone slab that held Superman's coffin is missing some of its mass. What is that about? Don't worry. We'll figure that out very quickly. That's where my genie questions come in. We're going to figure it out very quickly. (laughs) The cyborg uses digital trickery to convince the Justice League that Shades was responsible for Coast City's destruction and that he fled the planet. And so he sends them on a wild goose chase. After him, they leave the Earth. An increasingly dissatisfied Mongol secretly reveals the villain's master plan to Superboy. He wants to build a second engine city in Metropolis. And now, here we go. It's finally Secret Origin time. 
As the last son's condition continues to decline, the fortress robots remind him where he came from. He is the Eradicator, an ancient relic that gained sentience and dedicated its existence to the protection of Krypton's legacy at all costs. Gaining humanoid form, it was defeated by Superman after a failed attempt to remake Earth in Krypton's image. That happened many, many issues before this storyline. Okay. But a fail-safe within the robot's programming preserved its life, collecting its energies and restoring its mind. After failing to possess Kal-El's deceased body, so this was in Adventures of Superman 500. Right. I remember this. The energy form goes into the coffin, into yeah. the tomb, opens and, the coffin, and it's tries like, to touch the body, and it's me. like, ah! Yeah. Um, but at, in that moment, we don't know what happens. We only know that he was energy, and then all of a sudden, he's a dude. Well, what happened was the Eradicator stole mass from within the tomb to create a body of its own. So it just like swiped some molecules, made a, made itself a body. So he's uh, so powerful. Mystery, mystery solved Lois. He's so powerful that he can change stone into super tough skin. Like, is he a robot? That's what I don't understand. What is The he? Eradicator is not a robot. It is a device. It is a relic. It's a... a, a I mean, an AI, if you will, but it was the receptacle of all Kryptonian history and knowledge. Okay. And it and it was corrupted and it was used as this weapon. No, I mean, to, I, I like, guess I understand all that. I just mean, like, right. is it a but thing? Is it like a, a tube? The Eradicator like, has physical form. It's, right? a, it's a smallish device. Okay. It kind of looks like the rocket that carried Superman to Earth. Okay, that's what it, I was it going looks for. Very, it looks very similar to like Kryptonian technology that is that is shown in other issues throughout this era. Gotcha. All right. Um, but yeah, it, and so yeah, the Eradicator was a device, but it gained sentience and got itself a body, and so it is no longer like constrained to this device. It's that's what I was trying to pick up on yeah. because I was like, I wasn't clear if it was like an energy creature that wears like a skin suit yes it it gained humanoid form okay um it, it was kind of an energy being and um but when it did it uses it had to wear sunglasses yeah. because it was too bright <laughs> it, yeah it's, it's, it was too bright it was too so bright. yeah it's it stole some mass from the tomb which gotcha. is why the 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 slab is smaller than it used to be sure and it formed itself a body uh, yeah, the Eradicator is vastly powerful, or at least it was in its original form. Um, I think he actually, like, I think he unintentionally maybe downgraded himself by putting himself in a more or less cloned body of Superman. Because, like, because, Steel shouldn't be able to smack, sm like, smack this guy around, right? He's that powerful. Well, Steel doesn't really, uh, like, we'll get, we, they kind of touch on that in that issue, like Steel's trying very hard, but through it all, uh, the Eradicator is like, "This guy won't give up. May he's such an honorable man. Maybe there's more to life than just <laughs> okay. having power right. and okay. punishing the guilt." All right. So like, it's basically he's letting Steel wail on him yeah. when really he could wave his hand and Steel would be disintegrated at sure. any time. He was he was having trouble with his feelings at the time. I get it. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. feeling his feelings. Like, um, he want he was punching him, but he wanted to kiss him. I get it. Sure, we've all been there. Uh, back back to the origin. Um, after placing Superman's body in the regeneration matrix, the eradicator drew upon its stored energy to become our boy shades. And now it stands revealed the origin of 
Ray-Ban Superman. He is secretly the Eradicator who was a pre-existing character, I guess, if you will. Uh, a nemesis, a former nemesis of Superman. The Kryptonian war suit holding Superman continues its trek to Metropolis and shit is about to get real. However, we do learn that he's basically just sitting in a metal cocoon. Yeah. He can't see or hear anything that's going on. And he's just trusting that the guidance system is working. He right. seems like he's mad about it because it looks like his hands are crossed. I mean, he's like wearing all black. Can't really tell, but it he's kind of like, like he's harnessed in, in there and he's like, know? damn it. <laughs> it's like, I can't yeah. see anything. <laughs> so a big info dump in this issue. We learn about the Eradicator. Any thoughts, guys? A lot. How do you of feel fun. about the Eradicator? I think the Eradicator of- is kind of dumb. Really, <laughs> I kind of like the Eradicator. Honestly, I, 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 I like. Um, I don't know. I like the concept. Uh, I think there's some things that like could have been executed a bit better, but I, yeah, I don't know. I think that the concept is interesting, and um, the concept's great. And, I, there's that's yeah. not the problem. It's was this? Do you guys know enough about this story? To know, was this the plan all along or did they change gears? No, this is the plan. Okay. Because some of this stuff, like, I'm sorry, but the eradicator business, the way they're explaining this. Wow. No, not, uh, not that much, not that much time has passed, you know, between adventures of Superman 500 and this issue, not that much time in the real world has passed. So like this was, this this was definitely part of the plan. And you know, I'll, I'll go one farther. We are going to talk about, the cyborg Superman's origin later on. Yeah. Yes. And that calls back to an even older Superman story. And so like, yeah, I feel like they've been planning this. They had been planning this for a couple of years. I, d- I guess I just mean making the eradicator have all the abilities to do all this stuff and tying it so much to how Superman actually returns. It seems like they kind of forced this one pretty hard. Right? I, I see. I disagree. I, I think I'm not sure what you mean by that. I, I, just, like, I really don't. I was laughing out loud that, when I read it. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> this is what we're doing. If they hadn't done that, these the clones would seem sort of um, like peripheral characters, like to the return of Superman. Like they have to be somehow tied to it. No, I, and I get that. Right? I, and again, I don't know enough about the Eradicator to be like, I don't know, maybe he does stuff like this all the time, but it sure seems no, like I mean, he can do no, whatever will, he wants, basically. If you remember, if you remember, uh, like the Eradicator wasn't trying to bring Superman back to life, I don't think. Right. And I think that they kind of touched on like that. It seems like it was an bit. accident. It seems like it was an accident. He was he put the he put Superman's body in that egg because he couldn't absorb the regeneration the matrix, so that he could tap it like a battery. Right, because yeah. he couldn't absorb sunlight. And so yeah, and so it like it unintentionally like restored Kal El to life right mm-hmm. and we're, we'll get to that okay yeah but like that, now that, that works for me it does know. work for me uh and now i now i will also say that i think if you recall that when we first see the eradicator um in adventures of superman 500 and he like wakes up in the fortress as an energy being and the robots are like master you're back and he's like i don't remember shit what happened <laughs> and uh like i don't i like i think the Eradicator previously was a very powerful artifact or, and and being. It was like terraforming Earth to make right. it look more like Krypton. Like it was right. doing, it was it was doing things on a massive scale that, as the last son of Krypton, it wasn't able to do. So I think that maybe in his fog, he like 
stepped in to try to replace Superman or thought he was Superman right. and ended up like limiting his own power. And the robots are know he is who he is. They're calling him master. The robots because, know the entire time. Because he's the yeah. eradicator and they're like, oh, it's our master, the eradicator. The eradicator. Yeah, because he's, he's the last, he's like the last okay. living Kryptonian being. Okay, when you yeah, explain the, it like that, I it's making a lot more sense. Because at first they were right. like, no, the robots lied to you. I'm like, why are the robots no, lying? No, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, so in, in post-crisis continuity, the Fortress of Solitude was created by the Eradicator. Oh, okay. He's the, like, the Eradicator is the whole reason why Superman has a place to go chill okay. that's full of See, I didn't, I don't, shit. I did not know Because where this. else, where would he have gotten it otherwise, right? I did not know this, and it's that's why I'm saying it seemed like a yeah. lot of this just felt like their creators going... Well, time for a logical leap because we don't have a, no, whole, no, no. a lot of pages no, to do. Uh, this yeah. is all this all okay. builds on existing lore okay. that I will grant you doesn't really get addressed in that much detail. No, it's pretty inside I, baseball. It's I didn't I didn't get it. Like I was like, this is Superman's place. Why are the robots lying to him? Why can he do this? How is he absorbing his power other than looking at him or touching it or something? He's like <laughs> basking in the glow of it. And it's making but strong. he can't absorb light. I loved in the, I loved in this issue that guy Guy Gardner finally like there's somebody who's starting to like uh, on the Justice League side, like, get pissed and, like, want to do something. But the only right. reason Gardner's pissed is because he loves the Eradicator. He loves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, he I don't buy boy. this. He's not like, I don't buy this, like, hey, guys, does it seem weird that one person is telling us this has happened and a city has been leveled and none of, it's nothing like that. This Justice League, mm -hmm. the worst they are morons. Well, and also Maximus consider that this, this Justice sucks. League is also, this Justice League is still also operating under the uh, direction of the UN or whatever. Right. Like, this is Justice League America. So when so Cyborg Superman's like, go to space. Yeah. He's on, he's in space. They're like, we're going. And then the White House, <laughs> and then the White House says, go to space. And so they do. Yeah. My, my biggest issue with, like, this Justice League is the, is the full panel where they're all sitting at the table. And again, it comes back to, a entire city has been leveled. Yes. They're sitting. They're right. Sitting. They're watching TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're like waiting it, for it's orders. Very like they, it's uh, very low energy. And you know, and like. Oh, low energy. I, I, I totally kind of understand. Like Matt has often complained to me in the past about comics that take place in a shared universe, not acknowledging things that are happening in other comics. Right. Like mm -hmm. his big example is um, Thor parked Asgard above New York City for a minute. And, and yeah. then there's an issue of Spider-Man and it looks like Spider-Man doesn't say anything about Asgard. Right. Daredevil didn't apartment. mention it, you know, like, right. and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, Matt, look, yes, it's a shared universe, but you also have to allow that these books stand on their own or sure. for in part, they stand on their own. And they had to give some reason for why all of the heroes on earth didn't immediately rush to coast city. The reason was bad. And the re the reason is, you know, the reason is bad. It's, it's really yeah. bad. And it I makes this justice league that. look like morons. Yeah, I mean, well, this Justice League includes Maxima and Bloodwind. So what are you going to do? And the, is that the Ray in the background too? It is the, the Ray. Ray. Right. So they, yes, uh, um, in the uh, the team that reformed after Death of Superman, it, the Ray is there. Um, Maxima, Agent Liberty, who sucks. Um, Black Condor, like these are new members that stepped in after Superman what died. A team, wow. And then they, and then they grabbed. Uh, they also grabbed um, uh, Jade and Alan Scott to help fuel Maximus spaceship so that they could go into space. And so, like, and not this find team of, anything. This team of powerful heroes runs off thinking they're going to find the villain. Of course, we all know that it's just to get them out of the way so that we can focus right. on this other stuff. All right. Superman, the Man of Steel, number 25. 
Uh, I believe this is has got a quote on the cover that says the real steel deal question mark. Am I uh, right about that, John? The real steel hey, deal. You are correct. Yep. The real steel deal question mark. We all know that it's true. All right. <laughs> deep, deep in the bowels of Engine City, a captive Superboy doubts his genetic heritage. If he's really a clone of Superman, why can't he get free? Why do things keep exploding when he touches them? Lex's scientists have discovered something trekking towards Metropolis under the waves, but they have no idea that it's a giant Kryptonian warsuit holding Superman. Everyone still thinks that the Eradicator, a.k.a. the last son of Krypton, a.k.a. Shades, is responsible for the destruction of Coast City, and only Steel is left to protect Metropolis, but even he wants to leave. In a moment of panic, Superboy's strange powers kick in and he makes his escape. While Jeb tries to woo Lois with sports talk, her mind is elsewhere. Just then, Cyborg Superman takes over the airwaves to announce that Superboy is in cahoots with Shades. <laughs> Luckily, Jeff and Lois are at a Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, so she's there to hear the Cyborg tell another lie about having powers as a kid. Can you imagine watching this play out on TV in real time? Like, wait a minute, yeah. you guys were just best friends. What happened? Uh, yeah. Don't worry it's about it. He's bad now. <laughs> uh, in a moment of vulnerability, Jeb smooches Lois and she smooches him back. Uh, but this is enough to get her to put on her best reporting jodpers and demand that Perry White send her to Coast City, which is, of course, suicidally ridiculous. A submarine full of LexCorp scientists has discovered the Kryptonian war suit, but they have no idea what it is or if it's friendly. Naturally, Lex tells them to drop a depth charge in its path, <laughs> causing an underwater avalanche and the deaths of everyone on board. Lois and Steel meet at the airport, both hoping to hitch a ride to Coast City, and Lois shares her suspicions about the cyborg. Moments later, Supergirl and Lex arrive just in time to greet the Kryptonian warsuit as it makes landfall. Very conveniently, this airport is also located right next to the harbor, which is where the warsuit is coming in. Of course. They're all in the right place. Superboy makes it back to Metropolis just in time, and he joins the fight against the automated war suit. He also fills everyone in about the cyborg Superman's lies and his deadly plans for Earth. Steel manages to knock the war suit to the ground, and it opens up its metal cloaca <laughs> and pisses out Superman and his glorious super mullet. That is how you get uh, out of literally, these, apparently. That thing is between the yes. robot's legs. It yes. is a cloaca. He crawls out of the pee hole, basically. <laughs> yeah, and um, Superman, when last we saw him before he got in the war suit, had normal length hair. Yes. And now he's got a super mullet. It grew. Yes, I assume that happened. It grew in the back, and then on the cover of the next issue, it's short. Uh, It's driving me nuts. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, if one thing thing changed during the production of The Death and Return of Superman, I will say that somebody had the bright idea. The mullet. To give him a mullet. It's cool. Oh, yeah. And then they added it. Well, and later (laughs) on, when he's in all black and guns, it'll pay off. Don't worry, you know. Right, but oh, they, like they, they they added it after the cover of Superman 81 had already been drawn. Good God. Mm. And so, he, you know, it's just like, ugh, God so almighty. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Again, um, a city has been erased. A city has literally been erased, and Jeb is talking about sports with well, Lois Lane. <laughs> now, I will, give, I will give one thing to Jeb in this one. He, he She's clearly distracted thinking about, like, how the cyborg's lying about his, his 
youth and all that and how she's going to get to Coast City. And so he makes some weird comment to get her angry on purpose. And she just like doesn't acknowledge it. So he's trying to get under her skin. It's still dumb, and she yeah. still kisses him, which is equally dumb. But- yeah, I, I I will say though, I'm glad that um, Lois actually calls it Coast City because I'm really tired of them already calling it Engine City. And uh, yeah. to get back to these poor yeah. people who have been just destroyed, like yeah. or just moving by them, or like, no, it's a new place. It's called Engine City now. It's like, no, it's right. not. That's- Right. Please. Right. Yeah. It's like if Philadelphia blew up and we were like, well, it used to be Philadelphia, but now it's crater city because it's a crater yeah. now, you know, like, <laughs> no, no so one would wrong. do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. so wrong. I love Jim B in the spin doctor shirt. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. Uh, the, there are several spin doctors references again in this trade paperback. Uh, yeah. So the DC editorial team is convinced that that's what the teens love. Well, Superboy's got a spin doctor's poster on the wall of his apartment. Huge, right. What's that? Pocket full of kryptonite. That was one of their hits. I mean, probably on. burning up the charts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know there when that song go. came out, but I had to be around this time. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. Good point. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think Bogdanov, I didn't love the art in this issue. It's uh, terrible. I think it, that he, I think that, I think that Bogdanov used up a lot of his energy on that last steel eradicator <laughs> yeah. fight because oh, that totally. fight is Kick ass. Oh, that did look really yeah. good. And I wasn't going to do it because I've been beating up Bogdanov a lot. But I have look, a I'm note. just telling you, this issue, it seems pretty. That scene yeah, where it's, Superboy it seems pretty bursts out of the whatever he was in. It's the Cloaca. Oh, my. You. No, 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 not the clo- no, no, no. It's Superboy who is all like. Oh, when he busts up. out of the. Like, busts out. It's just thing. like, yeah. it looks like he barely drew anything. <laughs> he yeah, drew like it, six his, things. his Superboy is even off for him. Uh, and yeah. The cover. Oh. Looks like an, an idea that like they just took to production. Yes. Like the cover yeah. doesn't even have anything to it. No. You know. Uh, so I wonder maybe if they were kind of scrambling against deadlines at this point, but yeah. they're they're trying to keep the train running on time, and you know things happen. Yeah. That was one of the. I, uh, I, I do want to give them credit. Like there are no fill-ins in this at all, ever. No. Yeah, they're, they're it's all the same hard. creators for all of the books the no. entire way through. These guys are working, and one of the reasons I'd asked about like other things, like was this always the plan? Because it feels like they are padding some of this out with oh, definitely just pure nonsense. Basically, they are they're definitely padding it out because some of these issues are interminably long with oh, yeah. very little uh, going on. Uh, I do want to call out Matt's favorite uh, practice. Uh, there's a there's a panel that goes across the entire page at the bottom. It's the page before Superman emerges from the cloaca. Oh, pardon me. I'm wrong. It's in the middle of the page. Um, okay. And uh, John Bogdanoff signs his name to it. Yep. <laughs> and it's not a good oh, panel. No. It's not an impressive piece of artwork. No, it is not. But he's like, this is the one I'm proud of this yeah, one. Bogdanoff. Like, <laughs> and he writes his name on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's like right before Steel spends... Jesus, six panels getting ready to hit the war machine with his hammer and then finally does hit hit with his hammer. And in the panel where he does, his hammer appears to be 25 feet long. <laughs> it, does get, it, it, it does grow. It does grow to unusual size. Also, am I crazy or does Steel now have like whitey tidies? His trunks, he, he, they weren't white before. They were like. Right. Red. In that panel, he definitely does. It, but it's I think it's they, they look white, but I think it might it's just be like coloring. a lighting or coloring issue because no. they're. 
there's oh, another panel here where they are blue that match the rest of the armor. I mean, they barely drew this, so they probably barely yeah. colored it. Too. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, I think it's just a coloring issue. To use another map bomb, uh, Supergirl's bad at her job. She picks up the mech and chucks it at a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> containing her boyfriend yeah with her boyfriend on board and right yeah. after she does it she's like oh shit <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> now uh, regarding steel's hammer i think like it will become more obvious when he gets his own series but i steel's hammer is more than just like I went to Ace Hardware and bought a sledge. Oh, no, it like, does. It's stuff. an actual yeah, mechanism that he created. So it might telescope out into a longer size, but maybe that's silly and stupid. Uh, it it's very long in that panel. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. All right. Let us move on to Superman number 81. We are in the home stretch, fellas. Oh, boy. Superman is understandably met with some doubts by the assembled heroes and Lex I'd after argue, Steel gives him a painful. Not enough doubts. At this point, well, you've had four no, they're, people they're show like, up that aren't mm, Superman. This one shows up and they're like, maybe he is. I, I don't oh, know. <laughs> uh, after Steel gives him a painful squeeze on the shoulder, we learn that Superman is still recovering from his battle with Doomsday and is not up to full power yet. Meanwhile, in Engine City, the former Coast City, they were li- there were people living there. We learn that Mongol and the Cyborg's master plan is to turn Earth into a new war world. Oh, boy planet-sized weapon of intergalactic destruction. It's secret origin time. Once again, buckle up. This one's even better than the Eradicator one. Here we hear the tale of Hank Henshaw. Henshaw was an astronaut whose crew, including his wife, were bombarded by cosmic radiation and transformed into something more than human. Sound familiar? But this homage to the Fantastic Four ended in tragedy when Henshaw and two of his crewmates succumbed to the fatal radiation. Only Hank didn't die. Instead, he was transformed into a being of pure electromagnetic consciousness, capable of possessing and controlling all electronic and mechanical devices. It should have when also be wa- mentioned that a fraggle is telling us this story, by the way. Yes, a fraggle. <laughs> a, a, a lowly crew member like on, the, on the warship little fraggle is, is just telling like, the story. Have story. you ever heard the tale of the cyborg Superman? Oh, no. And he, tells his po- <laughs> he tells his pocket computer yeah. to tell the story. So it's his little computer that's telling the story. When his wife was driven mad by watching her husband, quote unquote, die right in front of her eyes, only to come back as a rickety Johnny Five ripoff, Henshaw beamed his consciousness into the rocket that carried Superman to Earth, built himself a little machine, and then left the planet behind. But, as we learn in this issue, that would not be the end of Henshaw's story. He made his way to a dinky planet ruled by the disgraced dictator Mongol. Using his near-limitless powers, Henshaw forces Mongol to fall in line. And finally, he uses Superman's genetic code and the Kryptonian materials found in the rocket to forge a powerful new form that he could use to disgrace the Man of Steel, the cyborg Superman was born. Now, fun fact. The story of Henshaw leaving Earth in a piece of Superman's rocket was told by Dan Jurgens in Adventures of Superman number 466, two years before Reign of the Superman. Son of a... Did Jurgens and the other Superman creative teams have all of this planned from Henshaw's very first appearance? Absolutely. I not. like to think so. Absolutely not. I, I refuse Why? to believe that. 
There's Why a, do you it's think too that? Much. There's no way they look this far. They're like, and then the, the eradicator will now put, we know put him in that a sun bubble and suck him summits up. Where they would get together. <laughs> we, we know that they had annual summits where they could get, where they would get know, together and I plan know. the entire coming year's worth of stories. Like, I'm not I think it. that they could have seeded this. I am not buying Now, the, the eradicator is healing nicely at the fortress uh, as Steel, Superboy, and Superman prepare to leave for Engine City. Superman pulls Lois aside and tells her things only the real Clark would know. And the lovers are finally reunited. Eat shit, Jeb. <laughs> Jeb's gone. <laughs> Superman. By the way. We just never see him again, right? He's no, no, out. no. We see him again. Oh, we, we see do. him again. Okay. Superman leads the trio of heroes to battle, but Steel still has his doubts. End of chapter. <laughs> Let me have it. Hugo, this Hugo is the Fantastic Four about, thing. Yeah, Hugo has many thoughts about the Fantastic Four. Okay. Thing. I yeah, I mean, it is, an, it is an homage to the Fantastic Four, but uh, right? like, clearly things went very badly to them. Yeah, badly for them. One's rocky, one's yeah. fire. Yeah, one's a, one's a shambling mound, one's yeah. like burning with atomic fire. Yeah, one's a girl. Very, very much human <laughs> torch. Uh, very, very Fantastic Four. So, and then, so then earlier there was a four in the, a, like, a bunch of superheroes thing, you know? Yeah, when we saw the screens that the cyborg was accessing all of the... Uh, data sources around the world. We saw that little four in the corner. That's yeah. right. There is a third later. Somebody says, I knew Henshaw's powers were fantastic. Right. But I didn't know <sighs> to go this far. Might, yep. might be reaching a little bit there. I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, they hammered, no, they, they hammered home pretty hard. Yeah, they were right hammering it home we, pretty it's hard. It's right after we learned the or, or no, okay. it's. It's after Superman finds out that it's Henshaw, he makes that comment. Okay. And you know that it's... Yes. That is intentional, right. Hugo. I believe you 100%. They're just, I agree. They're just doing a little too on the nose, but... <laughs> I, yeah, and I, I, I... Even if you remove the Fantastic Four part of it, I think Cyborg... Uh, I love his origin. I, I love it, too. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I had... Um, I actually had Adventures of Superman 466. I bought it off the spinner rack when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And I thought it was a great story. And then he, I was like, what a cool, like, what a cool little story about these poor, like, Fantastic Four stand-ins and this guy who has lost everything and has to leave Earth so his wife doesn't go crazy. And I didn't think we would ever see him again. I thought it was that, that was the end. But here we are. Okay, let me ask you this. Are they retelling things here in his origin that we have already seen? Or is this, this un is unveiling... Uh, his real origin for the first time. Everything that transpires after the rocket leaves Earth is new to this issue. Okay. This is new information. Everything before that about Henshaw and his that wife story. and the astronauts that, and, and him turning into a machine, that all happened in that earlier story. That okay. I so all we know is he mysteriously left and it turns out. Oh, he went. And yeah. Like, I mean, it kind of, it kind of leaves on a hopeful note. Like, you know, the stars are his to to explore, you know. Oh, He's like, ha ha, the vastness okay. of the universe. Uh, but clearly, nah, no, didn't go. Dude's well. crazy. Yeah, didn't dude is well. crazy. He turned into yeah. a robot bulldozer skull face thing. <laughs> and the robot bulldozer skull face, <laughs> really like flimsy deal with uh with Mongol, where he like. You get to satisfy your bloodlust while I get revenge. Like, yeah. It's really bad. I don't know if it's even a deal. <laughs> well, but also Mongol like is afraid of him. Like, like, yeah, he's like it's, it's made very, it's made very clear in this issue that the cyborg could kill Mongol at any time if he wants. So to. yeah. Is right. that, does that still, does Mongol been powered up since this? 
Or are we? No, it's just that the cyborg Superman is vastly powerful. He's just that badass. Okay. Yeah, he's a badass. All right, gotcha. I mean, and the Eradicator is now an old man (laughs) as well. He's (laughs) he's he's shriveled and yeah, yeah, and gray, desiccated from you know the the explosion. So real Um, quick, Superman shows up, right? And they're yeah. like, no, you just back off, pal. We don't trust you, whatever. And he's like, give me five minutes alone with this human being. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> and they let him walk off with their, like, uh, no one should be buying anything at this point. You're like, okay, absolutely no. not. No. Well, it's kind of like we, we have so many Superman at this point. <laughs> right. oh, let's hear another one. Yeah. Like, let's I don't just, know. Maybe he's, what do you got? got <laughs> now I will like, to be fair. Yes, I agree that they didn't like they they there's reason for them to doubt. But yeah, there's no vetting up until this point. Like the dude didn't do anything wrong other than come ashore and then he got attacked. You could say the same for four other super people who showed up and didn't do no, anything wrong. Those dudes like until those dudes they blew trashed, up uh, trashed city. whole sections of the city. <laughs> I mean, I guess they, like yeah. steel blew up a foundry. Like, all right. All right. I, like this guy, all he did was come ashore in a robot. And say, hey, it's me. He I, hasn't done anything. Fair. I just don't well, think. And fair, they end the, the very, very last page is Superboy saying, this is dope. Yeah. And then Steel saying, this man can't be Superman. This There's seems no so wrong. They're, yeah. They're playing both sides still. Right. You know? like, but, right. Right. but all, but they, they, they do know, or at least they, they, according to what this guy is saying, he wants to stop Henshaw. Fair enough. Mm. I'm just saying when Lois writes this book, if I'm on the Pulitzer crew, I am taking her Pulitzer. You are a bad reporter. You have not <laughs> she applied has one. She already has any one. of your journalistic skills to this situation at all. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I don't know how much of this she's actually going to write about because she's, you know, a firsthand. I also hate but. Superman in the rocket boots, but I do think it's hilarious that robot guy that works for Team Lex has to give up his boots. And now he's like just wearing a robot suit and he's barefoot. <laughs> and, and like... <laughs> Uh, Garfield socks, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> He's just wearing like, sir, weird socks. I don't have any shoes. <laughs> yeah. And I also, I re- also really liked that panel where it's like, I need to get to California in a hurry. Those flight boots would be a big help. And the armored guy says, no way. And then Lex immediately says, give the man your boots. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. <laughs> it's like, give that man your shoes. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I mean, and Superman's good with them, I guess. He can handle it. You would think like you've never I mean, put he knows a rocket. How to fly. You know, well, sure, but he wasn't flying around with rocket boots. That's got to be a whole different shebang. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find learn out about, a that. about that. I wonder, Matt, when you say things like that, how much attention you paid to what you read. <laughs> Because we're going to find out about that. No, in a I minute. mean, I know. I just say, like, he immediately puts him on. Bam. He's flying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Adventures of Superman 504. Four hours later, that's how long it takes to get across country via rocket boot. The heroes approach Engine City and fall under attack from its perimeter defenses. Superman gives Steel his new name. Remember that up to up until this point, everyone was calling him the man of steel. Yes. But Superman is like, mm, I think we should just call you steel instead. And everyone's cool with that. They break through to engine city after a full frontal assault. And lest you forget that this is an early nineties comic, Superman accessorizes with pouches, leg straps, and big guns. Yep. And I hate it. 
He's yeah. Super pool. He's super pool. It's he is, yeah. Such a- As they make their way through the complex, they come upon the weapon intended to destroy Metropolis and turn it into a second engine city. It's a big ass missile. As it starts to launch, Superman and Steel make it out of the launch tube just in time. But where is Superboy? Oh shit. He's on the rocket. And he's Metropolis's only hope. As the rocket hurdles towards the city, Lex is freaking out that Supergirl is missing. It's all good, though. Superboy manages to divert the missile, which detonates with tremendous force over Metropolis Harbor with no sign that Superboy survived. Um, Now, we are rocketing towards the finish here, and so these issues are very sparse. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of hallway fighting. Yeah, or a lot or, of hallway fighting, and, going and very places. little actual plot development. A lot of travel yeah. scenes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of punching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you if you're paying attention, you can. It becomes very clear that we need to make it back around to another issue of Superman. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's where the finale has got to be. Right, it can't be in any of the other books. That's right, really that's yeah. the flagship. So everything here yeah, has think- to either be a punching scene or uh, remember that time when I said that thing? Yeah, right. Flashback yeah. scene, you know, like, good Lord. When I was reading this, I was like, am I getting bored and antsy or, and am I reading too fast or is it just really flowing this fast? And I just feel like it, it flows so much faster. And that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing, but um, yeah, the long Superman, long hair Superman with guns. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I it's can't. just such a, it's so misguided. Did it, the it, armor get trashed? It doesn't fit him at After all. After he got peed out of the armor, did it get trashed? Like, can he not put the armor back on and go whoop ass in it? The battle suit? Yeah. Did it oh, get yeah, trashed? Oh yeah, no, it got trashed. Okay. It did got trashed in the helicopter. In the, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, this issue is fine. Like, I, I, I know what they're doing. It's, uh. Yeah. storm the thing with the team I, yeah. I think even the cover says it it's like something squad like they call it like oh it's I a cover it say says. the superman but, revenge squad yeah, yeah. It, you, you're <laughs> you know exactly what this is by right. the cover it's just like yeah it's fine whatever keep moving <laughs> now i will uh, buy that steel's hammer is not a normal hammer but when they draw it to look like a sledgehammer with a wood handle a wooden handle that yeah. sure pisses That's, me off <laughs> that, that, some, the, the glenn, glenn whitmore didn't get that come on <laughs> and colored it brown instead of gray <laughs> superman the superman revenge squad is a call out to uh, a silver age idea where a bunch of superman villains got together um and formed the superman revenge squad and it's that very famous cover where they're gathered around a table and oh. they they have like driven their daggers into the table and like carved them like it's it's a very famous cover. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's great. So Superman is straight up shooting these aliens. We'll get there. Just like shooting them. Yeah, just hold that thought. We'll all get right. there. I all right, all right. Um, the art in this is still great. It's uh, good. Grumman and Hazelwood kick ass. I love the way that um he draws explosions. Love, love the way that he draws explosions. Yeah, and rocket boosts and stuff. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like fiery, fiery yeah. propulsion. He's very good at it's it. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Action Comics number 691. As Superman and Steel continue their assault on Engine City, Supes starts whispering to himself, not a good sign. <laughs> While he's not at full power, he's still got some gas in the tank, which helps him against the alien horde. But then the empty air starts whispering back, and dudes are just getting, like, punched and sh- blasted out of thin air from seemingly nothing. This was not handled well. It's very suspicious. What the hell's going on? 
Uh, Roger Stern, here's an answer to Matt's question from a minute ago. Roger Stern gives us a nice little line about how Superman's X-ray vision, while still weak, is helping him discern between living and robotic enemies. Oh. So don't worry about all uh. the laser blasts uh. that he's pumping into them. <laughs> he's only shooting the robots. God, give me a break. That's as bad as like, oh, Hulk was such a genius that he knocked down buildings in such ways that I mean, he never hurt anybody. Want, right? Like you, <laughs> like, you don't want to break up. that immersion, right? Like I'm playing, like I'm in the middle of uh, the PlayStation uh, Spider-Man game. And it was the same with the last one. You just because of the nature of the game, there's rooftop fighting, there's things exploding, there's fires. And so you are constantly yeah, like unintentionally knocking, knocking people off buildings and stuff. Throwing people off buildings, right. the, toss them into explosions. And they have programmed in little animations that every time you see a thug get knocked off a building, if you're looking at it right, you will see them immediately get webbed to a wall. Right. Like he saves them all. So no, and I get that. What I'm saying and is And so like you need that to keep from breaking that. It is so know. obvious that they wanted to do this stupid black suit, the stupid they wanted mullet. They do the 90s thing, just but they so can't they, could they also can't like put him in stupid guns. We're still talking about Superman. They had him run around shooting guns for an entire issue before somebody went, "We should really say something." To the effect of like Superman's not just running around murdering people, you know. Yeah, like I okay, mean, I'll I mean, I'll put something in my they, script. You know, they want to have their cake and eat it. Punisher at this point, yes, he's like, yeah. he looks like the Punisher. Uh, yes. All right, all right. We're still yeah. recapping here. Back in Metropolis, we learned that Superboy survived the rocket's explosion, but he is in bad shape. Supergirl is still missing. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. It's becoming more and more clear that the cyborg Superman is out of his gourd. His master plan is falling apart at the seams and Mongol is looking for a way off this sinking ship. Back in the Antarctic, Eradicator isn't healing fast enough, so he absorbs all of the power contained within the Fortresses of Solitude, destroying it in the process. Or at least laying waste to it. I don't know. It gets much better. Shades no more. The vengeful spirit of Krypton heads towards Engine City. Steel catches on to the Phantom helping him, and Superman and Supergirl finally appears. She reveals that she's been with him the whole time, helping Superman during the long cross-country flight and watching his back during the battle. Supergirl's endorsement and his sound tactical planning is enough to finally convince Steel that Superman is the real deal. Mongol decides to make his break from the cyborg once and for all, starting Engine City's launch sequence and revealing its power source, a gigantic kryptonite meteor. Naturally, this is the spot in the trade paperback where DC decides to shove a Bloodlines annual, yeah. but we're going to slide right past that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. <laughs> what do you think about this one, guys? Uh, I, You know, I wrote, like, I have ex extensive notes on every issue, even the Bloodlines ones that I actually read. Uh, and on this one, I just wrote the word fine. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it, whatever. Like, the Supergirl thing. Did they establish that? What do you mean? Did they establish? Because I don't remember it at all if they did. Like Supergirl having a line like, don't worry, I'll turn invisible and go trail him and help. No, they show that in flat. They show that in flashback where Superman yeah. has pulled her aside and, and he's like, Good I'd one. like you with me on this. And she's like, oh, I'll hide in plain sight, you know? <laughs> And then you kind of look back at like earlier parts of the issue, like, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah like you see, oh, because there's a lot uh, in the, in the either earlier in this issue or a different issue, they jump down a, a gigantic, um, uh, it's like uh, the missile like side. He's like, I they, can't fly. They jump down, yeah. a, so they jump down a shaft me. and Superman like kind of floats down to the ground 
And was like, you gotta like, catch me. I thought you couldn't fly anymore. I was going to catch you. And Superman's like, don't worry about it. Well, it's because yeah. Supergirl was there. All right. And she can turn invisible. Oh. I'll say that the Supergirl one is a shape changer with psychic powers. Oh, that's this right. is not, she does not have, this Krypton- is she is not a Kryptonian. This is yeah. Matrix. Matrix. This is Matrix, yeah. right. Oh, I think the, uh, the best part of this issue is like the B or C plot, which is the, the eradicator stuff. I, I think that's the most interesting stuff here. Definitely. Like, that's like, pretty fun. How he's that's changing dope. and like what's happening to him. Like, Definitely. Yeah, I wanted more of that. I was just like, I don't need to see the hallway fighting. Like, I'm, I'm done. No. Yeah, they're padding this out but, so bad. But then, yeah, but then there, yeah, there is this scene here where there is a flashback. Supergirl, uh, in after she reveals herself, uh, she fills in Steel. She says, "I spoke with Miss Lane. I could tell she believed him. That was good enough for me." Um, I snuck up on him and offered my help in my invisible state. I'm virtually undetectable. Superman saw how useful that would be, et cetera, et cetera. Henshaw sends his consciousness into the mechanical structure of Engine City and confronts Steel in the engine room. Things are not looking too good for John Henry. As Jeb crashes and burns with Lois, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, returns to Earth after a long adventure in space, only to discover that his Coast City home has been destroyed. Finally, someone is upset about it, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Steel manages to shut down the engine at great physical cost, and suddenly... A very butch eradicator arrives at the scene and oh, yeah. Mongol looms over a battered Superman. It's a hell of a cliffhanger. Uh, but this, I only had like five bullet points for this entire issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm nothing like happens in it. No. Happens. No. There's some great action. The fight scene is amazing. That's what I was going to say. There's it is good. It's actually really good where he shoots the spikes into the robot's face. And like, oh, yeah. And you see him like sticking out of the skull. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's yeah, very that cool. That was neat. I like that. That was neat. Yeah, that was cool. But like, honestly, and I like the way he draws like the innards of Engine City. Like when he gets to the engine room, it's very like imposing. It's totally that's where he shines, and that's why he's a good Superman. Because we talked about the last recording about how um, much tech there is in Metropolis, and I think that's where he his art shines is like the details of mechanics and you know. Yeah, I don't I totally disagree. agree. I don't disagree. It's like this is another like. Aside from that, I think his his Superman though just bugs me. Like you know, you get the cover with him with the classic look, and then his hair is like a foot longer throughout this issue <laughs> than it's been. Than it's I think been it, at all. I think it grows depending on the scene, like Spawn's cape, possibly. Yeah. I mean, you could uh, tell they were just moving at the speed of lightning pace. They were, they were str- they were trying so hard to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, I picture you, screaming meetings where it's like, I don't know. We've got like seven more pages. We're going to feel in. like, all right, how about, uh, I don't know. Cyborg Superman can like, like turn into this, anything uh, in the whole bit. You know, uh, the base attacks him. It's a, there's another the, the, robot. <laughs> the panel, the, there's a couple of, there's a panel, a few panels after steel flies into the gears of the engine. Uh, like he grabs the construct that um, Henshaw is using, flies it up into the gears, and he's like, "If this is how I die, more grist for the, more grit for the gears, whatever." Yeah. And then the engine explodes, and then there's a close-up panel where it's just Henshaw's fate, uh, like uh, eyes and the bridge of his nose, and he is thinking, "Cursed gnat," and it is drawn. It looks like it's drawn with crayon. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Like the <laughs> line, it, it's like he took an existing drawing of of the cyborg Superman, and then they blew it up to huge size. Exactly yeah. I was gonna say they zoomed in, and it's wow. and it's so obvious yeah. because yeah. back then they're working with physical drawings, right? And you can't take a scan 
of a physical drawing and blow it up 300% and have it look okay. Sure you can. (laughs) They did it. Yeah, it looks like garbage. And so, like, I don't think that, I think John Bogdanov drew that panel one time and it's part of a different page. Oh, I'm sure. It's it's earlier in the issue. Um, Oh, yeah, probably. It's all the mech around uh, Henshaw. It's that exact same. You can even see the look on his his uh, his eyes and everything. It's the exact same. Yeah, you're right. It is. Uh, it they're just padding it out. Yeah. They're just padding this. You're sucker totally out. right. It's that same one. Yep, just padding this sucker and, you out. You know, they 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 did do things like that back in the day, where you know the artists would draw a panel one time, and right. then I mean, then there would be like artists do it nonstop. Copy it. They do. Um, but they used to, they would draw the panel and then they would draw two blank panels next to it. And in those blank panels, they would write stat S T A T, which standed for, which stood for something. Right. Um, and I think it was to indicate that it was like a static shot three times, but usually it was used for like reactions, like panel one, yeah, like, you hear oh, somebody say oh. something, panel <laughs> yeah, two, yeah. stunned silence, Shock. panel three response, but right. it's all the same picture, right? Right. This is just like, oh, we cheated. We we yeah. didn't have enough time to draw this, so here we go. They He was flying through this. His Green Lantern yeah. looks terrible. Like, how when oh. we first see him, he's like wrenching his arm back, his legs are spread in space. <laughs> yeah. What is going on there, uh, Al? <laughs> the fight but, between yeah. Mongol uh, and Superman looks awful. That punch scene, oh my god, it's just terrible. There's just like a fist in the middle of the panel, and Superman's like, yeah. <laughs> where we don't even see the foreshortened arm. It's right. just the fist. it's like a yeah. fist and a face, and God, it's yeah. just bad. <laughs> it's not. I mean, they're moving too fast. We've already speculated. They're and moving probably, too fast. We probably hit the nail on the head that yeah. they are just getting through as fast as they can. Oh yeah. They cut it off the picture of where that they repeated. They cut off the top of the head because it would be too obvious because there's a wire right. into all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. You would be able yeah. to much more easily totally. identify where it came from. Yeah, Please you're totally that. right. Okay. Green Lantern 46. This issue tells the story of the final assault on Engine City from Hal's perspective. Courtesy of writer and sex offender Gerard Jones. <laughs> we won't mention him anymore. Penciler Mark Bright. Co-creator of Quantum and Woody, we love him around here, and inker Romeo Tangal. Hal smashes his way through Engine City and confronts Mongol. We learn that pretty much everyone that Hal cares about survived Coast City's destruction. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. Really, really makes you side eye his eventual heel turn into parallax. Right, but it's okay. We eventually find out he was possessed by a cosmic space bug. Sure. Hal whips Mongol's ass, and it is a very satisfying fight, but the battle releases kryptonite gas into the city. The issue kind of jumps the gun on the big finales, but we're going to ignore yeah. that part. Um, but, like, I love the fight. I love the Hal-Mongol fight. I think it's great. I don't know what you guys think about it. I did you read this issue? It's a great fight. Yeah. I think oh, it's a no, great I, fight. The, the time jump is... Uh, inexcusable, but um, whatever. Yeah, it's like they didn't get the memo. It's like maybe don't spoil the ending of the of Superman eighty two before. Because, <laughs> yeah, because what's yeah, weird yeah, is I like, when this came out. Because yeah, because like chronologically, like my like the first time in uh, I don't know how long it's been since the death of Superman that Superman we see Superman in the classic suit 
is in one small panel in a Green Lantern book. Yeah, like right. That's yeah. his heroic I, return because of the stupid time jump. And <laughs> yeah. I would, I would not be surprised. Oh, I would not be surprised if this issue and Superman eighty two came out in the same week. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm and, sure. And right. so uh, it's. I I think. I, like I understand why it makes sense to put it before the finale to see the Mongol battle, but maybe they should have just like cut the back part off. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and pad yeah. out they, this Green they Lantern did it story with Adventures. With they did it with Adventures of Superman 500. They only they only included the two page like vignettes. Yeah. About but, all the new Superman. Like I think it's just like cut that watch, last part off. If you watch the MCU in chronological order, you like you know it's like a different than when the, the actual order that things came out. So it means yeah. different, you know. So it's probably like one of those situations for sure. Um, I think it's interesting. Like I think the art in this is when he when he can do like a big like spread it's phenomenal like hang it on your wall art and then like when he has like a page with like six or seven squares and he's doing like close-ups it kind of falls apart it's, a little bit it gets really yeah. bad yeah it gets really yeah. bad it's weird i thought there was two different artists maybe honestly yeah but like this pa- this panel of of uh this panel of hal using steel's hammer like yeah before his arm is broken and so he forged, he uses his ring to forge himself a suit of armor. He picks up Steel's hammer and just clobbers Mongol. That's right. such a great panel. That panel's that phenomenal. But then you but go yeah, to- a, a lot of it also kind of falls apart. Yeah. Um, so Superman, we we see him nearly nude in his like ripped up black suit. He, no, we're not, we're glossing over this because it ruins the finale. I but, get it, but it's here. So we have to deal with it. Uh, we don't though, goes but okay. Up, goes up to Cyborg we, Superman. We don't. Who is not wearing a full super suit. I want to stress this, okay? Cyborg Superman has a robot arm that is not covered by a super suit, has a robot leg that is not covered by the super suit. We are led to believe that Superman strips Cyborg Superman butt naked and just throws on the costume like, and then flies away. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what they're trying to make. It, it sure looks theme. like it. He goes and takes the cape off of him, stands over him. And it's like, it's just the man. And then the next panel. Nope. It's the Superman. <laughs> like, this is, hold on, hold on. This hold is on. so poorly I'm, done. This time jump is terrible. Yeah, it, it made me mad. It's, I don't know what you're talking about. I, like, I'm looking right at this, and Superman and the cyborg Superman. You don't really see his body much at all. No, He's, he is wearing the super suit. I'm not saying the cyborg Superman is not wearing the super suit. I'm saying his super suit would not fully cover Superman if oh, he well, stripped yeah, it off of him. You yeah, see his robot, you see his robot does, parts through parts. Yes. Where does Superman's pristine costume come from? Right. Like, <laughs> which which well, we, we'll will, find out. we will learn. We'll yeah. So, I did like when yeah. he punched, uh, when they punched Cyborg Superman's mouth off. That was gross, though. Oh, that rules. His okay, lower no, jaw. But they should have had him talk funny after that, too. Like, ah, this is, ah, we, ah, no, ah. we remember we determined that his speech <laughs> comes from a voice yes, box, yes. not like he's not actually, yeah. Again, this is not intended to be to the finale, so ignore everything Matt said. Too bad, because it's here. <laughs> I, know that it, I know that it's here, but ah, look, but, that is the reality of the situation. It's a tie-in. I know, I know. And it's yeah. important because finally, yeah, we get some, some Coast City love, you know? Yeah, we get, yeah, exactly. All right. Superman number 82. It is the final, final battle for reals battle between Superman, his allies, and Hank Henshaw. Steel survived the events of Man of Steel 26, but his armor is shot. 
but that doesn't stop him from joining Supergirl and Superman in the fight against the cyborg. Henshaw brings his full power to bear against the heroes, using Engine City itself as a weapon. He also takes over Steel's armor and uses it against John Henry in a scene that's either chilling or ridiculous, depending on your frame of mind. Yeah. We'll hold your comments. We'll okay, get to it. All right. Uh, and hey, Superboy made it back. The cyborg reveals his true identity as Hank Henshaw to a stunned Superman. And also, the last time Superman saw the Eradicator, they were enemies, but Shades assures him that he only wants to help. Yeah. Why wouldn't you trust Eradic- him? <laughs> Eradicator, <laughs> reveals, Eradicator reveals that he was the one responsible for Superman's resurrection, however inadvertently, and that Clark was well and truly deceased, not just mostly dead, as nope. Miracle Max would say. Nope. It was a lucky series of circumstances that allowed Superman to come back. Earth's specific environment, the regeneration matrix, the solar energy lingering in his body, etc., etc. So don't count on it happening again. <laughs> Superman and the Eradicator meet Henshaw in final battle. Henshaw either forgets that he can leave his body and escape anytime he wants, or his hubris won't allow it. Just before his final defeat, he focuses the full force of the kryptonite battery on Superman, but... The Eradicator sacrifices himself and takes the full brunt of the blast. The beam passes through the Eradicator's body, mingling with its own energy and transforming it before it passes into Superman. The blast restores Superman to full power. The real Man of Steel destroys Hank Henshaw's Kryptonian cyborg body, vowing to stop him again should he ever return we don't really spend any time wondering if maybe he's still hanging on around on earth. It's just, I blew up his body. I guess it's over. Well, this Dude. goes back to the rules of once we tell you something, that's how it is. So don't worry. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Supergirl uses her telekinetic powers to rearrange the molecules of Superman's tattered onesie and restores the iconic red and blue costume. So he did not strip cyborg Superman naked. Supergirl, Uses her powers Off panel. to rebuild the costume. Gotcha. <laughs> Superman flies off with a renewed purpose, vigor, and joy for life. The end. <sighs> or is it? Uh, but guys, this is the finale. Superman 82. What do you got? It burned into my, my brain and, and I forgot until I saw it again reading it, how much I, I hated it at the moment. And I hate it even more now is the hole in the costume with the sunburn oh. X. It's, yeah. It is oh, so yeah, bad. Burnt, yeah. Oh my God. It's so bad. bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, what are we doing? With the, the Bracka Bracka. What are they Bracka Bracka Right now. Oh yeah. God. And then his, his costume dis- deteriorating into like a wrestling singlet. Yeah. Is kind of a choice. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Steel's costume doing the same thing. I need to like, we have had discussions whether or not, Steel is wearing a suit of armor that is fully malleable because his lips move and stuff like that, right? Right. So in well, he this, can bend at the elbows and knees, right. so yeah. In this, the costume is busted open all over the place. Very similar right. to what happened to Superman. He's got a big chest bust open, and like his head yeah, is busted it's shredded. open. It's totally shredded, and we see like John Henry Irons is just a naked dude under there, apparently, right? And he's not being cut to ribbons by anything, <laughs> any of this that's any of the even Any of the uh, metal shards that compose right. the costume. Yeah. And then when Hank Hanshaw takes over 
the suit is like his head just appears in like the abs of the suit. It's like, what is this made of? <laughs> I don't well, understand. I think, it's, I think it's just that like he, you know, in, in very like typical comic book lore, he's tech and can take control of tech. And an, right. Um, he can, he like can do that to technology. I get that. Like yeah. he has not done that so far when messing with steel. He's never done that. You're but right. whatever. Fine. I'll allow well, it. Uh, I'm saying everything what is we, steel everything suit made so, of? Is it liquid everything metal? Everything we've seen so far, he has like used the existing components to form a different vessel. Right. 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 And so it like you, you turned Mongols spaceship into a giant dragon, but you, it's clear that it was using the pieces of the ship. Right. In this issue, it's just like T2 liquid metal style. He's yeah. like forming v- versions of his own head out of like on the walls and shit. And his right. steel's suit like T2 liquid metal because apparently it can be blasted apart and he can still move and function just fine. It just has giant holes yeah. in it. And like it shreds like metal that's exploded from an explosion or something. These are not questions <laughs> that this book is concerned with answering. God. So. <laughs> and then it's back. That's a good way to put it, Joe. It and drove me insane. Together, like in the next beginning of the next issue. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It drove that's me insane. Crazy. I did not. I couldn't handle it. Uh, just like the previous issue, though, I think the best stuff was the Eradicator. Like sacrificing yes. himself and all that was yeah. great. Yes. Well, he was awesome. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, like the Eradicator's like desiccated husk is pretty grim, you know? Yeah, but, uh, that's gross. Yeah. There is a scene where Superboy like kicks Shield, <laughs> pardon me, Steel's face apart, I guess. Because he like, I can't breathe. Hank Henshaw's killing me. Yeah. And Superboy's like, oh yeah? Oh and it, yeah, no, he, um, it looks he like uses his, he uses his mystery power okay. to... But it looks like he kicks Steel's head off. You don't see him kicking it, but it, it is weird the way that it's po- it like, like in like, one panel he's like posed, yeah. like ready like to he's kick gonna steel. Place in the second kick panel, him. all you see is steel it's, and it's the face. But it's just yeah. his head. It looks like he kicked his head off. And like, you don't oh, even see a body. Sorry. Like, it's oh true. no. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to help. It's what? so bad. <laughs> But Joe, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the way Superman takes out Cyborg? Um, like in the whole Batman and Superman don't kill. Like, I don't know how I feel about so it. So Superman knows that Hank Henshaw is like an ener- like he's a being, a, he's a signal. Like you can't destroy energy. Like True. he knows he's that there's nothing he can do. This is yeah. just a vessel, essentially. It's a yeah. vessel, right? Okay. Uh, like, cool. I mean, if you want to, you can, if you want to argue about how like, the cyborg Superman cloned a half of a living body and then Superman blows it up. I like, we don't even know if the meat part of this body is, is actually functioning like flesh and blood or if it's just much of what anybody made or if it's just being (laughs) animated, you know, if he's just being puppeted around. But anyway, yeah, I, I I think at this point, Superman knows that Henshaw, like there's no killing him, but there is a way to stop him. And that is to destroy this, very powerful half Kryptonian vessel and prevent him from coming back to it. Um, But uh, again, like it doesn't explain, it's just, it's very convenient that Henshaw and I, you know what? And I do think that you can make an argument that at this point, Hank is just deranged. And so if you want to say that he's so focused on getting revenge that he he doesn't stop to think like, why don't I just beam myself out of here? Mm-hmm. And then he lets Superman blow up his body. Right. So. 
Well, or um, knock him into Legos or whatever it is. Cause it's like, yeah, right. there's no yeah. guts there. There's no blood. It's just a bunch of Legos hit the ground. I mean, yeah, it's all, yeah. <laughs> Even so, the sound effect, Bruce, like that Bruce. sounds like Legos like exploding when they hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so, oh, um, or like delicious candy. I don't know. It, it yeah. looks yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And so, yeah, I, I think that, um, I, I think Superman knows that at best he is just, Stopping Henshaw in his tracks, and if he comes back, it's tomorrow's problem. But you know, now he's here to deal with it. Um, right. right, and he doesn't come back for years. Not until like, not until Green Superman Doomsday Hunter oh, Prey. Oh, okay, never mind. That <laughs> uh, prestige format series that John gotcha. and I have gushed about gotcha. uh, in oh, previous installments. So good. Where we learn the origin of Doomsday. I think the cover of this is the best part. The the die cut like silver chromium cover with Superman and cyborg Superman behind him and all the, yeah, back it, for it, good. it came with two, it, it came with two covers. Yeah. Uh, th- that Great one, the, the, like the chromium one with the embossed. when oh, it was embossed as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like cyborg's face was raised. Um, and then the other cover where it's just him, uh, posing with the allies flying and it says the rain is over. Yeah. Uh, that's like the dirt. That's like the newsstand. That was your newsstand cover. Okay. Yeah. 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 This other with the, the, Oh uh, yeah. The Superman 82 cover, the variant, the one with um, the, the cyborg that also came in like standard, like this one appears to be. And then actual like chromium. So like that would not have looked good, you know, scanned in like this. So this is just the art, um, but the chromium, if you look at it, it's like very like gray and metallic. Oh, it's kick it, ass. It's, it's a great. Chromium yeah, it, it, yeah, it's very different than what we see here. In it's great, book, but it's great. Yeah, it is cool looking. So we did it. Superman's back. We did it. Don't worry. They're done with this story. It's life as usual, except there's two except. damn epilogues. <laughs> yes. Oh. So we're going to go, we're going to gloss <laughs> over these really quick. Um, the next issue is adventures of Superman number five Oh five. Superman makes it back to Metropolis reunites with Lois. Um, basically the bulk of this issue. A lot of super is, kissing. A lot of kids is there's look, man, super he's been sex. gone for a while and <laughs> <Yeah>. he is, <laughs> we could, he's got super needs. Two issues of um, super make out. Yeah. <laughs> they realize, Oh shit. Clark Kent is still technically dead. Uh, what are we going to do? Um, but then uh, the bulk of the issue is dedicated to kind of learning about Superboy. So um, we see a a, um, a bank robbery from a character that I always kind of like, this like C-list villain called Loophole, who creates, he's kind of like the spot, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, where he doesn't create portals, but like he can just reach through things. Right. He pushes his hand through the gaps in the molecules right. of things. And um, Superman shows up to find him and uh, cuts off his power supply while he's faced through the bank vault and he's stuck like that, which I think is pretty great. They're like, oh, we gotta, we'll figure out how to get him out of there. Um, but it didn't but hurt then, him either. He was just like, hey, you can't leave me like this. This yeah, sucks. Because he's not, <laughs> like, he's not like phased. Like his molecules are not, mingled in like if kitty phased you through a bank vault and left you there you'd be dead you're toast yeah but his power specifically is he pushes through the molecules of other things Uh, so that they kind of 
All right. flow around him. Got it. I'll allow it. And and so it's just like it's just like solidified around his arm. Okay. And so yeah. Sound like you turn um, it off and his arm falls off onto the floor <laughs> or something. Uh there is oh my god. I thought the issue about Superboy was in it is not in this book. Holy shit. I lied. I'm sorry. Yeah, because you told me they were gonna like we would get to a thing where they explain. We what's would going learn Superboy about powers. Superboy, but that actually no. happens outside of this tra- outside of this trade. Yeah. I, I apologize. I thought I missed um, something. They never tell us. But uh, yeah, so Superman uh, is it saves people that were still trapped uh, in the ruins of Doomsday's rampage, and it gives them an idea, which leads us to Advent- uh, Action Comics number six ninety two. Uh, where Supergirl poses as Superman and very conveniently finds Clark Kent buried in rubble. And that is how Clark Kent comes back from the dead. It's so, and how long yeah. has it been since Superman died? Month. It's a, oh, yeah, been a we, month. Weeks, weeks, so a month. People yeah. that have been in this rubble for a, a month. month. So like there's a, they, they do make comments like uh, the like the kids he found in the last one were trapped in like a supply closet. So there was like canned goods and stuff. Okay. He says something about how like he was lucky that the room he was in, uh, when the building collapsed, like had a water source full like, of cheeseburgers. They, <laughs> like they, they do make comments like, well, how did you survive? Well, I survived. We drank out of that toilet. You know? yeah. <laughs> the good thing there's a toilet um, in here. We could drink out of. <laughs> and then, uh, Rex Leach's lawyers, uh, show up. Uh, to tell Superman he can't call himself Superman because there is a legal deal in place. And Superman's like, fuck that. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm out. Um, and uh, there's some Lex stuff. We don't really need to do. No, uh, no. To worry no. about it. We're done. Um, We're done. Jeb is never seen again. After that last scene, there's no Jeb. Jeb no learned. mention of Jeb. <laughs> no mention of Lois kissing Jeb. Nothing. I will give Jeb uh-huh. that he bugged out when he figured out how bad he screwed up. He was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come out. That was yeah, a bad idea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to go talk about sports with some other um, broad. <laughs> so, you see, now, I'm like, you know, I, uh, I realized she loves Superman. Uh, not even Kent. I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Now, um, the, ori- the original collection of these stories, they put out a massive kind of like phone book thing that was just called the death of and return of Superman. It was a, a all in one soft cover trade. It was like very thick and I loved it so much. This issue they they do the thing that I mentioned earlier, like in the Green Lantern issue, they cut off the part where it spoils the end. Right. They cut, you know, and in this issue, this action comics issue, um, it ends with Superman, uh, with Supergirl flying off and you know, everybody lives happily ever after. There's a whole nother sequence after this where Dr. Occult shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And explains yeah. to Superman, what happened to you is a once in a lifetime thing. Do not. It like it will never happen. Yeah, again. million to one shot, basically. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's like you are so lucky that you were able to come back from this because otherwise you would have been a goner. Yeah, um, that was wild. That was far yeah, out. Like I, I had no idea that this sequence even existed until I prepared for this this meeting. It seemed like a real tone um, shift too. <laughs> it yeah, was it wild. is a very strong tone shift. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah tone, it felt like almost like a like a vertigo book. Like it was. Yeah, just, yeah. Right. Um, We see we see Clark and Lois uh, reuniting with Ma and Pa Kent in Smallville is very, very happy. And that is the end. Now, the final epilogue was um, a final goodbye to Coast City. This happened in Superman 83. 
And it was basically Superman um, gathering up all the heroes to go tear down Engine City and build a memorial to what was lost. And he shows up in Gotham City uh, to get Batman and Azrael shows up. Oh, God, and yeah. Superman is like, you're not him. I'm out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, use he ref- like he. He, he, he refused. He honors his privacy and does not use his x-ray vision to peer through the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but Azrael is like not interested. See you later. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Um, I wish you would have been like Bruce would never wear anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get your fashion you look sense, like bro? an idiot. <laughs> so Lex wants the tech from Engine City. Superman obviously can't let that happen. Um and so uh, the heroes arrive, and it is a kind of a motley assemblage of, of characters. We've got Maxima, Guy Gardner, Hawkman, Obsidian, and Jade, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Wally, uh, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and Alan Scott. Oh, and Metamorpho. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they are here to tear down Engine City. Oh, Dr. Fate is here for uh, and Starfire. They're not all shown in this big panel for some reason. They're just, they sneak, in, sneak them into the background later. Aquaman shows up and makes a comment about his dead baby, which is kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but he did that like, earlier, yeah, I know too. My remember? Kid died. I know all about loss. But he did and that earlier like, okay. when they were like Superman's dad. He's like, You think Superman dies bad? Try having a baby that dies. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we did um, it, Arthur. <laughs> so, uh, Things are happening within Engine City. Superman discovers that there are still some of Mongols' aliens hanging around causing trouble, and the thing starts to fall apart. As it falls into the ocean, uh, Alan Scott and the others kind of help sanitize it from the, uh, like, toxins. And so whatever falls into the ocean, uh, so, like, Alan, Jade, Guy, and Hal purify it so that whatever falls into the ocean isn't full of toxic waste, basically. It's nice of them. Um, Lex is at the main computer. He's like, finally, the secrets of the universe are mine. A a description of how to replicate kryptonite. It's mine at last. And at the last second, Supergirl yanks him out of there because the place is exploding around him. And he's like, no. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, There's a line here about how the now harmless former weapon will someday become a barrier reef encrusted with ocean life, which is very nice. (laughs) And then Superman molds uh, some of the metal into a giant eternal flame. Uh, And then he decides to room with Jimmy. Because we know that uh, they gave his apartment to Superboy when he was dead. <laughs> Where so else is he's he going to go? Have a place to live. Where else is he going to go? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he goes hang out. He goes to hang out with uh, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy says, "Let's crank some Van Halen to celebrate." Uh, <laughs> you would have thought it was the Spin Doctors, but no, nope, wherever that. And that, my friends, is the end. Holy bejesus, Just- boy, friends! It only took us an entire calendar year yeah but i think we have finally celebrated this 30th anniversary of superman's death and return as hard as we possibly could how was the experience for you guys hugo Tverdic? i want to know what you think buy it i like it 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 should have been shorter yes should have been shorter you're not wrong about that I'm going to go, I'm right there with Hugo. I thought uh, I, earlier this morning when he and I were talking about it, um, I was at a skim it, which is probably the only time I've not said a buy it for this whole read. Um, just because of the the revenge stuff. And it was just, it did feel like 
way too many uh, issues. A short story just like drug out over too many issues. Yeah. However, I think Hugo said, and I totally agree. Um, it's the story is great. That's a good story. It's just like too drawn out. So yeah, it's not a skim it. It's a buy it. But I, I think that the I think that it uh, the story transitions from kind of like in a, an emotional response to Superman's death and what would happen and how people would mm-hmm. go on and who would step in to fill the void to becoming just like, it's the nineties. It's all action. Yeah. And it like, yeah. it's, it's never more clear than in this final stretch. Uh, totally. It almost felt like they were seeding like grasps or for like a video game. They're just like that. Like, or a toy line or something. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. It pivoted from an emotional story with lots of, to just like, uh, contra, you know, like it's just, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Whatever. But yes, it's a buy it. Mr. Mick. Mr. Mick. Uh, you know, I'm same boat, you know, despite how much filler there was and maybe some of the issues we had with certain characters, their action, how much Jeb and how much Bibbo we had, um, <laughs> still it, it brought back Superman and, you know, how pivotal the death of Superman was, you know, when you first read that and just getting Superman back in the end. Yeah, it's it's totally worth it. And uh, buy it for me. I, I, I saw him working too much and and I agree, like there's a good story here, but they just padded it out way too much. It got frustrating by the end at best for me. The art was super inconsistent, like all over the place. There was just so much. They were just going too fast. I can't give this a buy it. The story's solid, sure. And there's some fun stuff that happens, but it just gets so caught up in the business. And you could see the business moving the story instead of allowing the emotional plot to move the story. This is a skimming at best for me. You could just see it working. You could see them working. And, and I want to be in the kayfabe. I want to watch wrestling and have fun with it. I don't want to watch wrestling and go, why did they show us that camera angle where the guy is talking to the guy that's on the ground that he's beating him up? You know, like, don't show me that, you guys. Tighten it up. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Stick with the story. You got a good story. It's a skim it. Tighten it up is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, this is, of course, a buy it. I, I love this event. It's one of my favorite events. And... um I think I think DC kind of did a disservice to Reign of the Superman by splitting this part off into its own trade because Red on its own as a standalone trade Matt is right. You know, it's very it's like rushed to the end all action no no substance very little substance, right? Um but judged as part of the whole journey that started with the death of Superman and then went through the funeral and the rain. Like, I think as a whole package, this is a top notch piece of comic book storytelling. I think it's great. Uh, Not all of it is, not all of it is awesome. Like I understand there's problems. Sometimes the art is bad. Sometimes the dialogue is bad. Sometimes you know, Jeb shows Jeb up. is there. Right? <laughs> and I get it. But I mean, the death of Superman is a pivotal, pivotal moment in comics. It's it's must read stuff. It is a buy it for me. One hundred percent. I loved it. And I'm glad that I got to experience it again with you dudes. Super crew. Thank you for your work. Thank you, thank for, you for having us. Everything you've done. Bravo. This, was, uh, this is great, man. First time read for me and I feel different. 
(laughs) (laughs) Things are different now. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, I know that watching Jeb make out with Lois, all that stuff is hard for you, but... I do think that directing all your anger at either party, it just doesn't seem very healthy. So I've invited Dr. Leonard Sampson for a telehealth therapy session in the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where you can work through some of these feelings and maybe realize that Jeb, while he does have some opinions about unions and the protection of workers' rights that we don't agree with, at the end of the day, he's just a guy, Joe. A guy with a ponytail, trying to make out, the hot 80s Pulitzer winning journalist and widow. Okay? Now, while We've I. We've all been there. Well, I invite Doc Sampson to the call. Why don't you tell these nerds about your must read pick for next new comic book day, Wednesday, December 6th? All right. Well, Thanksgiving is over, which means it's full steam ahead to Christmas time. My pick for next week is Batman, Santa Claus, colon, silent, goodnight, number one. That's night with a K. I mean, from DC, I presume. Yeah. It's written by Jeff Parker with art by Michelle Bandini, cover by Dan Mora, rub and smell, variant cover by Ben Oliver. I don't- You know that that's because Scratch and Sniff is copyrighted. (laughs) Rub and smell? That is so gross. Scratch and Sniff's got to be a copyright. It's got to be a trademark thing. (laughs) Rub and smell. Sounds gross. It's 32 pages for $3.99. Here's your solicit. Santa Claus is coming to town. The four-part crossover event of a generation begins when a not-so-jolly Saint Nick hits Gotham City to investigate a brutal crime in the days leading up to Christmas. What manner of man or beast could have committed such atrocities? With the help of his former student, Batman. (laughs) Wait a minute. That's Grant Morrison. That's Grant Morrison, right? Batman studied under Santa. Didn't Grant Morrison... Right, that? Shit, dude, I don't remember. I think he did. Uh, Santa will team up with the heroes of the DC universe to right this wrong, or the world wakes up to coal in their stockings. A brutal, two-fisted holiday tale of hope, wonder, and monster hunting is the perfect treat to ring in the holidays. It's claws in canon, which means they're saying that this counts. This takes place in the mainstream DC universe. Now, I don't know how much they're going to reference it, but it does say it's in canon. Um, the reason I picked this was, when's the last time you read you read a Jeff Parker book, man? I love that guy. Yeah, where has Jeff Parker been? Jeff Parker he is He writes great. a lot of Dynamite stuff. Does a lot of work for Dynamite. Okay. Okay, I'm searching and I can't find anything. I swear there was, it was either like a Christmas right, special uh, or a brief like- Grant Morrison thing where Batman met Santa and they knew each other. I cannot remember for the life of me. Somebody lay this on us. We got a channel on our Discord. Lay it on us when we can't remember shit and can't find it. We make you guys do all the hard work. So, lay it on us. How does Batman know Santa? Does Batman know Santa? Is Matt making this up? The whole idea with the Batman-Santa thing here is he trained under Santa to get his infiltration skills, which seems like something the League of Assassins would have covered in 101, right? How to get into a place to kill well, someone. But I mean, nobody can get in and out of a place like Santa. I mean, I, come on. Sure, I guess. But I, I would argue League of Assassins, pretty good at it too. Do I you, mean, Santa also has magic on his side. Do you um, need to so be every, Santa? Everything good? <laughs> is my point. Every Google result featuring any combination of the words Batman, Santa Claus, training, Grant Morrison, 
brings up articles that are referencing this one comic. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. And I, this yeah, might be wholly new. If, it, if it is something that actually happened, please do lay it on us in the Discord. All right. My but, pick for next week. Yeah, Jeff, oh, Jeff Parker. I, I miss reading superhero books by that guy. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Love me some Jeff Parker. My pick for next week. Also a, well, we'll call it a holiday special. All right. And it's not just because it's about Christmas. It's pagan. All right. <laughs> so deal with it. All right. That. All right. <laughs> no, I'm saying this holiday special is pagan. It's all about I demons and devils and shit. This is Hellboy winter special. The Yule Cat from Dark Horse. 32 pages, $3.99. It's written and drawn by Matt Smith. Here's your solicit. Hellboy travels to Reykjavik, where children are disappearing, and a giant beast has been spotted. Could it be the infamous Yule Cat of Icelandic lore? Real thing, by the way. Fan favorite Hellboy artist Matt Smith writes and draws this chilling, wintry one-shot. Magnola's name is on the hey. cover, but I think it's just because he did the cover art. I don't think he actually wrote any of this. I think this is just... Well, I mean, this specifically says, written and drawn by Matt Smith. So. Yeah. So we'll see. This is his first... Speaking solo writing and drawing Hellboy adventure. There you go. There you go. Speaking of Hellboy and Matt Smith, our THN trade for next week is Hellboy in Love hardcover from Dark Horse. It's written by Mike McNola and Christopher Golden with art by Matt Smith and various. It's 136 pages for $24.99. And here is your solicit. Ghosts, ghouls, girlfriends. Love blooms between Hellboy and archaeologist Anastasia Bransfield when they aren't busy chasing goblins through the UK, fighting shadow ghosts in Turkey, and investigating film sets haunted by unsettled spirits in India, that is. Hellboy creator Mike Mignola is joined by co-writer Christopher Golden and artist Matt Smith, featuring the colors of Chris O'Halloran, for a story of occult adventure and unlikely romance this volume collects three stories of Hellboy and Anastasia's misadventures, plus bonus material. You know what? I love a good collection of, like, random Hellboy shit. I, I like that all the short stories get collected, too. Yeah. I mean, they've always done this, where it's like, okay, we have this extra stuff, and there's no good place to put it. And rather than putting out a collection of all the extra stuff, I love that you just put it in the back of something like this. Get four mm -hmm. issues, some extra stuff, added bonus. It's going to look great on your shelf with all your other Hellboy books. Love it. The story was fantastic, too. If you don't want your main squeeze stepping out with a corporate union busting grease ball just because they thought you were dead, be sure to pre-order these comics so you can read along with us and tune in next week to hear our reviews of these picks. Lois didn't win one. Excelsior! Oh. That is it for THN 723. Next week, we are back to reviewing new comics. We have not done that for a while. Hopefully, we are still just as bad as we were last time we did it. Plus, we're going to give you a sneak peek of our THN Patreon extra you can get full access to for as little as $1 a month in the meantime. Join us for the THN Gang Hang. We do it on Saturdays at 11 o'clock Central. We're posting those over on our YouTube's channels, too. So go check them out there. And check out our Discord for details on how to hang with us. Joey, what else can these nerds do? And the gang. Our Discord. With us and the gang. I mean, yeah. Us and the gang. The, yeah. Us being the royal we as the gang. Right, right, right. Capital U. Us, yes. right. Hey, maybe you want to delve into the wild and woolly history of Polaris and her... 
alleged sister from the Savage Man? I still don't get that at all. I get okay. it's alleged. Saladane, but no, she's actually yep. Zala Space Dane. Like what? Yep. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Perhaps you want to see what happened when RoboCop showed up on the Marvel float at the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, yes. or maybe you just want to discuss our question of the week. This week's question, in honor of this week's release of X-Men Blue Origins number one one-shot, a.k.a. Nightcrawler has two mommies. What's your favorite retcon that corrected a major injustice in a character's history? For example, Nightcrawler's devil badge. It's solid. Yeah. We don't know that that's what's happening, we don't but know that's what's our happening. hope. We called our shot, so we're, we're going we're to find that's out. That's our hope. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah. If they double down on the Azazel thing... Man, I'm I'm gonna poop in that comic book and mail it back to him. All right. <laughs> Please keep your question of the week suggestions coming and sign up for our Discord with the link at twoheadednerd.com/discord. When you get to our Discord, you can post about any of our segments or send an MP3 submission for the comic pushers, ask a nerd, or whatever to twoheadednerd at gmail.com, and we'll put you on the show. If you're new to this show and you'd prefer reading about a long-haired Superman with guns than listening to any more, I assure you, it's only because you haven't heard enough. The good news is, you can hear the entire run of THN or Digital Longbox Archive at TwoHeadedNerd.com. THN is a listener-supported podcast, and it wouldn't be possible without the generosity of donors like our newest patron, Dave Mattingly. Grandson of Don Mattingly. I bet you didn't know it's that. A little known Baseball fact. legend. Huh? That's right. If you like what you hear every week, it's easy to support the show. You can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash nerd. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes to colorist Glenn Whitmore, who covered every damn issue of this Superman crossover, plus the preludes, all the stupid epilogues, and the special Worthless Magazine editions. Word to you, Glenn. You're a jobber of the first order, sir. And we cannot imagine what those deadlines must have been like before there were computers to check and make sure that Steel wasn't accidentally colored wearing tidy whites. Until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics or your retailer might just poop in your books and put them back in your profile. This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. <laughs>